You are tuned in to Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Brewster, Louisiana. Let's catch up with Father Kyle White as he breaks open the readings for today. When they leave our sight, they often leave our mind. Have that all the time with, with appointments. People call me or people ask me and they want to line up something with me. And I know if I don't put it on my calendar to where I can see it, where it would be in front of me, I'm just going to forget about it. And I don't know about you, but very often that can be the same situation with God. If God is not ever before me, if I don't constantly remind myself that he is real, that he's in my life, whether it be from with prayer or coming to mass on the weekends, just out of sight, out of mind. I don't think about him. And I don't think about the reality that God is alive and God is real. And the same thing is real. The counterpart to God, evil, darkness, is real. The devil is real. And there is a constant battle and there are constant forces around me that are trying to influence me. And when I forget about this, sometimes I begin to think that my choices are just moral choices. They're just ethical choices to live a certain lifestyle. I forget that my choices, especially my moral choices for good and evil, are not just abstract choices. They are choices for a person and for a power that has influence over me in the world. My choices are for persons and powers that have influence over me and the world. And there are constantly forces that are outside of us and inside of us trying to influence us for good or bad, to bring us into light and to darkness. This is not a stranger to us, these two kingdoms, these two powers. We, we hear in the book of Revelation, and our faith tells us this as we grow up and we, we hear these, these teachings in the book of Revelation, chapter 12, verse 7. We're reminded of this epic battle in heaven between powers, between angels. Verse 7, then this war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels battled against the dragon. The dragon and his angels fought back, but they would not prevail, and there was no longer any place for them in heaven. The huge dragon, the ancient serpent, who is called the devil, and Satan, who deceived the whole world, was thrown down to the earth, and the angels were thrown down with it. And there was a voice from heaven, now have salvation and power come, the kingdom of our God and the authority of his anointed for the accuser of our brothers is cast down, who accused them before God day and night. It goes on to say, therefore rejoice in the heavens and you that dwell therein, but woe to you, earth and sea, for the devil has come down to you in great fury. For he knows that he has a short time. The story in Revelation talks about this, this spiritual battle in heaven between good and evil, between the angels that are for God, that are submissive to God, that are humbly servants of God, but the angels who would not obey, led by the devil, 
And they were cast down into this world to reign. Why? To distort and to destruct what God wants. To attack you and me. This is real. And we don't necessarily see it and so it can be out of our mind and it can be out of our heart, but it's real. There are constant influences over us to battle authority over us, to gain authority over our mind and our heart. And so we have today's gospel, this beautiful story about beginning of uh, Mark's gospel. Jesus comes into the synagogue to teach. Very interesting, he comes into the church, right? Sometimes we think that the devil is, is just out there. Well, enemy The enemy of our human nature can influence us anywhere. And so he walks into the church and there's a man with an unclean spirit. And the unclean spirit cries out, Jesus of Nazareth, what have you to do with us? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are. You're the Holy One of God. There you have it. There's the battle. There's the war. Jesus, the king of heaven and earth, Jesus who has come to establish a kingdom for God is waging war. And the enemy knows who he is. What are you to do with us? Have you come to destroy us? You see and you hear the the confrontation, but you also hear the authority. Who has the upper hand? You see... Demons and powers of darkness know who Jesus is. And they have to listen to him. And that's important for us to, to think about and reflect as we, we kind of unpack today's message and homily. One thing we have to remember, there are powers, there are forces trying constantly to influence us. And let's listen to what they're trying to do. And again, this is not to to scare us. This is just to remind us of something we already know, but we forget. Out of mind, out of sight, right? Out of sight, out of mind. So let's talk about this. Just a reminder, the chief demonic power in this world is the devil. We hear him talked about all the time. We heard him talked about today in the scripture. He has different names, Satan. The devil, prince of this world, father of lies, the tempter. What's his job? What's he out after? He joins with other fallen angels. We call them evil spirits, demons, unclean spirits. And their goal is to work towards the spiritual destruction of human beings. Their goal is to destroy you and what God wants to do in your life. We hear this word diabolical. It means to scatter, to divide on the inside, to create division, dysfunction, hatred. For you and I to have a a personal life and a private life that's different than our public life, to be divided. And if you ever think about when we kind of commit sin when we experience the fullness of sin, there's often division inside of us. We feel disconnected. We feel torn. That's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to destroy everything that God intends to do. 
create division. And there are three ways that the enemy works. We've kind of heard this and, and again, this is just for our awareness so that we can make better decisions. He works in three ways. One, he works to tempt us. Then a little deeper, he works to oppress us. And finally, he wants to possess us. Those are three incremental ways in which the depth of evil influence us. And as Christians, we need to be just aware of this. We are always in a spiritual battle. And we're always being tempted. Temptation can be great, it can be small. Temptations are allurements, false allurements to selfish and shallow and crude desires. Jealousy, anger, being frustrated with the little things in other people. It's to suggest and offer us pleasure and power to get us to trust things of the world rather than to trust God, to live independent, selfish lives. It's happening all the time and it's just good that we are reminded of it. Temptation is always to get us away from God, more of selfish lives. A little deeper than temptation is what's called oppression. It's more of when the the enemy harasses us. It's a deeper level of struggle. It's a strong desire to do something that will damage us and damage the lives of others. This is often when we look at um, addiction. See, addiction's a little deeper than just temptation because addiction has drawn us to say yes to something, but it seems to have a, a stronger hold on us. We're not as free to say no to it like we want. It's heavy. Those of you who have struggled with addiction, there's, there's different levels of addiction. We can be kind of in the surface of it. We can just kind of be wading in, or some of us can be full-blown. We feel like it has control over us. And finally, this possession, this is very rare. Very rare when, when a person gives over their will to the enemy. When they're completely possessed, and again, that's, that's very rare, but it's good that we recognize it and acknowledge it because it's always happening and it's good for us to be watchful. Be sober and alert, scripture says. The devil is prowling about the world seeking the ruin of souls. But let's look on the other hand. While there is the enemy, while there is powers of darkness seeking us, there is also powers of light and truth and goodness. That's why Jesus came. We have heavenly powers working on our behalf. We have angels and principalities. We have the archangels. We have the saints praying for us. And we have our Lord Jesus. God the Father sent his son Jesus to destroy the reign of Satan in our lives. He still rules the world, Satan. But those who believe and accept Jesus as their savior we have him as a protector and a guard and a guide. And if you listen to the scripture today, the enemy listens to Jesus. You and I have no power over Satan. He's smarter than us. He's stronger than us. But Jesus, he knows who he is. He listens to him. And the temptation of the enemy is to get us to rely on our own power and strength so that he can defeat us. He knows that if we rely and trust on the Lord, he has no power over us. 
So let's talk about the power of good, God. God in Jesus was sent to heal the division of creation. From the beginning of time, there was division with sin. He came to heal, he came to restore what the enemy has destroyed. If you listen to, um, again, in chapter five of Mark's gospel, one through 20, there's this, um, there's this demoniac who's living in the tombs. He's possessed. And he's kind of, he's thrashing himself, he's cutting himself, he, he has lost his dignity. That's what the enemy does. The enemy tries to take away our dignity. And Jesus goes to this demoniac and he cast out Satan. He cast out the demon. And how it describes the man after he does this act is this. It says he was calm, clothed and in his right mind. Completely different from what he was before. He was calm. He had clothes on and he was in his right mind. Jesus was restoring what was being destroyed. By Jesus' death and resurrection, he has broken the power of Satan over humanity. And so the enemy says, what are you to do with us? And if you notice what Jesus does, he casts out the demon, but he saves the man. That's what Jesus wants to do. He wants to fight for us, to fight for humanity. He wants us to accept him and to live in him. This kingdom of light, this kingdom of truth, this kingdom of heaven that is constantly warring with the kingdom of earth that is ruled by Satan and all of his army. So how can you and I, how can you and I fight the enemy? How can you and I stay rooted and grounded in the Lord? How can we keep the Lord ever in our sight so that he's always on our mind, so that we constantly choose him? I'm going to propose to you nothing really new, nothing different. You, you all have heard these things, but sometimes we fall out of these practices. First practice, what can we do is to pray. I assure you, if you do not have a prayer life, what you are doing is you are allowing yourself to be susceptible to a life that forgets about God, that is not trusting in the Lord. And what happens is the enemy will constantly throw temptations about us. And if we're not keeping the Lord ever in front of us, offering our lives to him, those temptations will eventually wear us down. It's important that we have a daily prayer life. Secondly, fasting. It's something some of us do, but not all of us. It's clear in scripture when Jesus sends out his disciples out in two, they come back talking about the powerful works that God has done through them. But they also talk about, Lord, there were some people that we couldn't heal. There were some people that we were ineffective towards. And Jesus says, yes, for those people, you need more prayer and fasting. It's a, it's a tactic, it's a tool against the enemy. Fasting basically gets us to forget about ourselves and to trust more in the Lord. And finally, thirdly, the sacraments. Living a sacramental life. The sacraments are a way that God in Jesus touches us. He feeds us, he heals us, he transforms us. And the powerful sacrament against the enemy is reconciliation. 
when you think about it, what is reconciliation? What is, what is the sacrament of reconciliation? It's when we go to God, represented in the person of Jesus, and we expose the darkness of our life. We expose those areas where we have said yes to the enemy, to the person. We expose them and we say, Lord, I want you to come back and be Lord of my life. In a sense, I want you to do an exorcism, a confession, reconciliation is a subtle exorcism. Out with the bad, in with the good. It's recognizing that I have given way to the influence of the enemy, and Lord, I belong to you. There's a beautiful truth that we're constantly reminded of in in confession, and and we need to be reminded of today that, that you and I, we belong to God. If you've been baptized, I want to read this to you. If you've been baptized, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13 says this. In him you also who have heard the word of truth, the gospel of salvation, and have believed in him, you were marked in him with a seal of the promised Holy Spirit. Those of us who have been baptized have been marked by God. We belong to him. And God sees it and the enemy sees it. You need not fear but trust and cling to Jesus and the enemy will flee. But when God's out of mind, he's out of sight, what happens is this this war that wages all the time begins to infringe on us and we become influenced. Let us be encouraged that the Lord is Lord and those of us who trust in him have nothing to fear. But let us choose today and every day of our life to remain united to Jesus, to pray, to fast, to receive the sacraments, to strive to live lives of holiness. Amen.